I think that most people will say that they've learned more from their mistakes than they did from their successes, yet being wrong remains one of the most feared outcomes in life. In this podcast, I share lessons learned from mistakes that have helped me to become a more authentic version of myself. I believe that the key to personal growth starts with being okay with not always getting it right. My name is Lonnie Woods III, and this is What I Did Wrong. Listen, I know firsthand that pursuing a creative career, especially full-time, is really, really challenging. It's inspiring, but it's also challenging. So what better person than to talk about this topic than Victor Arumimi, who is a New York-based multi-hyphenate visual and performing artist and one of my best friends. So we're going to hop into our conversation where we talked about everything from what inspires us as creatives to what are some things that we can do better in our communities to support artists. So the next voice you'll hear is mine and Victor's as we jump into our conversation. Victor, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, besides the fact that the weather has been a little gloomy this week, so that's kind of been giving me a little seasonal depression, like, I'm annoyed, but other than that, <laughs> I feel <laughs> that. Good. Yeah. Welcome to What I Did Wrong. I'm so excited to have you here. I remember talking to you about this podcast, not specifically this podcast, but podcast that I wanted to do, and last year I started it, so... When I thought of guests and bringing people on, you're definitely one of the first people I thought about. Thank you for having me. And it's just so great to see how you brought this to life and, you know, just, you know, producing and editing and just, you know, doing it. So, yeah, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. Of course, of course. So today I'm excited to talk to you because you are one of my favorite artists. You're one of my favorite people. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, right? Um, I definitely think that as a Black boy who's a creative, I feel like it's hard to find others who, you know, aren't necessarily at the height of um, being famous yet that you can relate to. And I feel like you've always been one of those people for me you, you know you've definitely heard me say that about you because I feel like you're just like a just like a, a a one man operation you know it's just like you have a vision you get an idea and you just manifest it and I, I think I was even was I listening to another episode of your podcast or Oh, anyway, um, but you were you were talking about like setting a camera up like on like a shelf in your kitchen or something like that, and um, to like get like a particular shot and just you know like just having ingenuity and intention and 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 of course creativity, um, you know you have that in abundance, so um, that that means a lot coming from you. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. I'm excited to have a really rich conversation, as we always do in private, but to share with the world just about creativity, about 
the struggles of creating, um, being inspired, um, not being inspired, mm-hmm. this constant <laughs> like cycle that we go through as creators where some days you wake up and you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? Other days, <laughs> yeah. Other days you wake up and you're like, this is exactly what the world needs and you want to find. <laughs> right, right. So before we get started, I wanted you to share those of my listeners who may not know you a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Victor Arumemi. I uh, I perform spoken word and, and write poetry under the name VNV. Uh, I'm originally from Maryland, but I've been living in New York for almost the last 10 years, uh, which depending on who you ask, makes me official or not quite there yet. But um, I'd like to think that I've, I've earned my New York stripes. I'm a, I'm a creator. I, I, my background is in acting. Uh, specifically theater, but I also work as a visual artist. I do collage, I paint, I have DJed. I also do a lot of writing, creative writing, scripts, stage, you know, poetry, as I said. So uh, just anything that has to do with expression. One that you didn't mention that I, I don't think you would claim formally, but I think must be mentioned is your personal style. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, personal style is truly an art form. For and sure. And the way that we execute, express, and share who we are and who we want the world to think we are through our clothes, I think is a part of, at least as a viewer, as a as a fan, I definitely am inspired by your style. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sure. Uh, it, yeah, thank you for even pointing that out. Um, that's definitely one of my my favorite means of expression. And I, I mean, I, I feel like everything that I do is is linked by storytelling and, and, and wanting to to convey something, you know, um, even if it's it's simple. So uh, and that's been one of my saving graces during this whole sort of pandemic period is like being able to still like dress like myself and tell a story amidst the world sort of going through this, you know, very, very challenging and altered sort of state of, of, of being. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. Yeah. That's what's up. And so before we jump in, I thought it would be fun to ask a kind of hard question because as creatives and artists, we have so many favorite artists or inspirations, Mm -hmm. but if you had to narrow down three of your favorite artists from any genre, whether it be visual performing music, and I'm I'm considering even actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just give us your your three. They don't have to be your top three or any specific um, order. But what are three artists that have really kind of impacted your creativity and your your world? Uh, three artists that have impacted my creativity and my world. I would definitely say Pharrell Williams. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, Pharrell, I, uh, Erica Badu, and Jay Z. <laughs> those, those are you know in no particular order. Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool for myself. I have to say, there's a photographer by the name of Sandy Scogland, and she is this really dope 
famous photographer. And I learned about her in undergrad when I was studying photography. And she did this kind of multidisciplinary photography where she basically set up monochromatic sets. And they were like these crazy fantasy worlds. And she was the first artist that I saw kind of combining photography and like set design, Mm. 2D and 3D. And this color stories that she would do, um, that really kind of inspired me. I would have to say in music, Solange, I think just in terms of musical expression, um, clothing, style, um, and just evolution. I feel like she's Mm -hmm. one of those artists that continues to evolve. And speaking of that, I would have to say Janelle Monae. I know we've had lots of Janelle (laughs) Monae conversations. Yeah. Um, I, and I think Solange and Janelle um, resonate with me, and I think they resonate with with you too because they are truly artists in like a holistic sense. Mm-hmm. They don't just do one thing. So, yeah, those are kind of my inspirations. Agreed, agreed. I I, I love I love the uh, as Pharrell would say, the pluralists, you know, so the, mm-hmm. the, the folks that are able to wear many hats, um, I'm definitely drawn to that. And I mean, obviously that's also my, my creative sort of urges are spread across various mediums. So, um, that's definitely something that I admire and aspire to for sure. Oh, all right, Victor, take us back. Take us all the way back to as early as you can remember to like your earliest creative memory. Like, when did you know I enjoy creativity? Like, do you remember what age you were or what you were doing when that happened? Uh, wow, yeah, that's, 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 that's going deep. Um, I would say my earliest... Uh, you know, in elementary school, um, I just always, I just always drew a lot. I was always drawing, um, and you know, that was just kind of one of those things that I was known for, like just being a really talented, you know, illustrator. You know, and I, I never. <laughs> I never liked to color in my drawings because in my mind it always like would take away and like sort of taint the art. So I guess I had like a little bit of uh, pretension <laughs> as a as a young artist, but um, it, it was just one of those things I felt like um, was received well by like you know my my peers and and everything like that. You know, people wanted things drawn you know they would come to me like hey can you draw this can you do that and you know I would I would you know draw my own little comics and and come up with different characters and um and like do voices for them and for for different stories so I I think that would probably be when I, I really felt the the earliest connection to to being creative and being uh, able to express myself through through creative mediums yeah yeah that's so cool i always tell people who have children um if they ask me you know because i teach a 12th graders and 11th graders um and sometimes parents will ask me or i'll even talk to my students and about uh things that students 
children do organically like if they're always drawing or they're always dancing or they're always talking or they're always changing Mm -hmm. their clothes to really let them do those things and just see what happens and not really get in the way of something that really comes up natural for them so it sounds like for you drawing was something that just came up and and you were able to just express yourself that way so that's really cool yeah yeah for sure sure um um, that's that's kind of where yeah where it started and what i've probably been doing longer than anything else that i'm into yeah yeah and so for me i remember now i've always been creative i didn't have the words for it but i've always like in my head there are always like ideas happening and when i'm talking to someone i start to mentally create whether it be a visual or um an aesthetic or um a storyboard it's like my brain always Mm -hmm. has worked (laughs) like that like when people talk to me it's like there's like a whole animation going on in my head so I remember art class. I had this teacher in middle school and he was like really cool. And he was a black guy too, but he was like really cool and dope. And I remember he gave us this collage activity. It was a homework assignment and it was really free. It was like, you just had, he taught us what collage was and we just had to create a collage. And I remember being so excited about it. And I did mine on, um, with magazine clippings and I used, um, Naomi Campbell I had this idea to use models Mm. I used Naomi Campbell and I used Tyra Banks and I Xeroxed all these magazine prints of them and then I cut them out and I remember putting Naomi into a spiral on the center of the page and I just remember that's when it clicked for me I was like this is something that I'm good at and I love it and I think another thing is that you, you mentioned resourcefulness with me earlier about the camera angle hanging off the camera hanging off the cabinet. I've always been kind of resourceful too, partially because I come from working class family, but partially as creativity. I remember I used to always redecorate my room. Like I used to go to the thrift store and buy old furniture and I would like take old shirts or even recent new shirts and I would cut them Mm -hmm. up and wrap them and upholster things. And so I would say that was definitely some of the early creative training um, or just expression. So that's the, let's talk about education. So we go through, we talked about elementary school, we go through middle school, high school, and mm-hmm. then we get to this place where we're in 11th or 12th grade and we're like, yo, what am I going to do? What do I want to be when I grow up? Um, did you have any formal training in art? And if so, where, and how did you come about that decision? Um, uh, most of the formal training that I got um was in acting you know um um so i i which i pursued in college um my major was theater with the concentration in acting and i um, that was at the university of maryland baltimore county and um you know it was it you know it was a challenging environment. I, I don't. I don't know that I. I I got the the full scope or, or or support that I I needed at the time. I think especially as like a young black artist, 
in a space where there weren't a lot of young black artists. Um, so, you know, I think it, it was, it was really challenging to kind of grow as a performer, as I would have liked to at that time. But, um, you know, that was the most formal training that I, that I received, um, and during, during undergrad, um, a lot of other stuff I've kind of like picked up along the way. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, I've received some, some formal training, um, uh, in writing and like creative writing and script writing, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, for me, like I, I went to school for photography and it's a funny story because I always tell this story. I remember I did not know what major I wanted. I didn't even know that creative majors existed. I just knew I was going to college. And I remember, you know, this was back in what? I graduated high school in 2003. So I guess this was like 2002. And mm -hmm. I go into my college counsel's office and she's just like, well, Lonnie, like, what are you majoring in? Like, it's time. And I was like, I have no mm -hmm. idea. And we're around the same age. So you remember this like pre-internet or like right when it was, I mean, it was like the internet wasn't as big as it is now. And she gave me a book, right. she gave me a book, bro. Like a book, <laughs> like, it was a physical book. And I like flipped through it <laughs> and I came across photography and I was like, oh, this sounds cool. Like I was like, cause I had just took some pictures at like a class trip. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, this sounds, that was fun. So this should be fun. So that's literally how yeah. I stumbled into photography and thank God that my school didn't uh, accept or didn't require a portfolio because I didn't have one. Mm. So that was like a really cool way that I kind of slithered into formal training because um, I just, Towson didn't have a portfolio requirement at the time and I just got in and I was good at it and I learned that way. Nice. <laughs> um, so yeah it's it's kind of crazy how we can kind of fall into things and you know now i do a lot of professional development for artists and the question that comes up a lot is was it worth it so when you look back on your training i know you said you didn't get some support um and you didn't feel that you were totally totally supported as a black artist but do you feel like it was worth going to school formally for for theater for you no not necessarily you know just because um, you know, apart from from what I mentioned in terms of the the, the lack of of support, um, you know, I, I think it was, you know, being into acting and, and and all the other forms of like sort of expression and storytelling were were things that sort of emerged in 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 very organic ways. You know, kind of like you spoke to earlier you know like as, as kids you know you you know you might just see these kind of activities or pursuits that uh, a young person gravitates towards and as much as possible you want to allow parents want to allow there to be room for that to to emerge and evolve so um so i think you know i was gonna go in in those directions regardless and i think after going through the experience of being an undergrad and like just observing so many different things and also looking at, you know, different artists and creators that I admire, you know, you kind of learn that school is one of those things that has some value, but it, it all really depends on 
a number of factors like where you go to school, the type of program, you know, who who's in it, who, you know, who 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 are your peers and just kind of like where you're at personally. Um, and some people might benefit very much from from that structure and and um but it also kind of depends on what's on what's being offered you know like mm-hmm. how how good is your program how much are you being challenged uh how much individual attention are you getting you know um but there are some people who just are gifted you know with 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 raw talent and and, and the kind of things that can't really be taught you know that um, may only be able to sort of be honed and, and guided or um, sort of just developed out of just raw, yeah, just raw experience and just being in the mix, you know? So um, I, I think there are lots of people who have been able to, to be successful and, and, and do great things with their art who received no formal training and, you know, we're just like, hey, this is like a thing that I like doing and I'm just going to keep doing it and see what happens. So, um, yeah, um, you know, I, I think I could have I could have done without school <laughs> um, and it, it's definitely not for everybody. But, you know, um, yeah, it depends. Yeah, I definitely can resonate with some of that. I, I definitely think for me, school was what I needed to have a formal structure to understand that I could do something well, like in terms of like creativity, but what I wish and which is why my mission is what it is now as a career coach and a college counselor for the arts is school doesn't teach you the necessarily the practical component of the industry. School tends to teach you the, theories behind the industry and Mm -hmm. like i just wish that i also was taught or had given access to like oh like at one point i wanted to be a fashion photographer and at the time i didn't know that that meant okay well you need to move to new york and you need to you know couch Mm -hmm. surf (laughs) and you need to like get an internship at l or wherever you whatever publication and you got to work your ass off and all that like i didn't even know what that really meant so i didn't know how to prepare nor would i probably have been financially able to to leave home right after school and do that but i just wish to your point that i was around more people professors, professionals that gave me that sort of cheat code to, hey, like this degree is good, but it's not going to work by itself. Like you have to do this. And it's like, you often don't find those things out until afterwards. And then it kind of Yeah, yeah, it's tough. You know, I think, um, which is, I think why it's so important for for people like you, um, you know, who work, you know, with career counseling and artist development, um, just those roles, you know, because there's so much that I think we miss out on. And even in settings where we're receiving formal training, where it's just like, okay, you're getting this piece about sort of like the, the, the technique and the, the history or, you know, whatever surrounding, but, you know, you miss out on a lot of the sort of finer points or, just, you know, even opportunities or, or, or what you're exposed to that 
um, may very well serve you going forward and in terms of pursuing these things professionally. Uh, so you you wind up sort of going through a lot of trial and error and, and, and sort of figuring things out on your own. And sometimes later than you might have liked to, like, like man, it would have been great to like have this lesson 10 years ago, you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, things happen the way that they're, they're meant to, or that's in, in the stars or, or what have you. But, you know, um, I feel like we could save ourselves a lot of time and, 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 and trouble um, or even just like avoiding like certain pitfalls, like, you know, because there's so many people who have come before us, right. Who have, who have figured out ways to do it or, or, or what worked versus what didn't work. So um, I, I think that's something that we need to, to continue to sort of like allow the next generation um, to, to inherit or to, to be able to have access to, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. So speaking of my work in this creative professional development space, throughout my work, whether I'm working with undergrads who are studying visual art or master's students studying arts administration or high school students who have some type of creative desire to be in a creative field, I realize that a trend that shows up a lot is that artists tend to struggle with the concept of making work consistently, even when they're not inspired or Mm -hmm. when they're not in a creative mood or the idea of selling work for some artists, they struggle because they're like, I'm not making this to make money. I'm making this just for the sake of creative expression. What has been sort of like your experience over the years with that, this idea of creating consistently, feeling like you need to, not wanting to, wanting to, (laughs) and also uh, creating when you don't feel like it? Yeah, um, I mean, that's that's definitely one of the, I guess, more persistent elements of, of being an artist is is doing that dance of uh, like, okay, you know, I, I'm an artist, I, I need to create, I need to have art to to show and, you know, I need to have uh, uh, you know, a, a portfolio or something to to point to uh, in terms of my my practice, and I need I need to have work to to have in in the in the in the public sphere and to share and promote and blah 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 blah. Um, I, I think especially as we sort of are aware of what other creatives are doing you know so what are what are contemporaries into and you know you want to you want to carve out your your own your own space so um it's 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 challenging because you know in terms of of resources and what you may need for for your um those things may may be difficult to come by depending on just where you are financially, like, are you able to support yourself with your art already? Or are you, are you sort of working in outside industries to like earn income, to buy art supplies to, you know, and then if you're doing that, like, when are you finding time to, to paint or write or, or, 
you know, uh, compose or whatever it may be. Um, so, it, you know, there definitely feels like there are a lot of challenges to being able to produce work at a, at a consistent clip, you know, um, because making art is such a nuanced thing. You know, you're, you're taking all of these sort of raw internal ideas and concepts, you know, like you mentioned, you know, when you're having a conversation with somebody, like there are wheels and mechanisms going off in your head that are putting things together, but it's just like, okay, now how am I going to translate that into something tangible? Um, and it's sometimes it can be a very straightforward process in terms of, you know, getting, getting out your vision, um, you know, all cylinders are firing and things just flow and, you know, and then other times it's like assembling an intricate puzzle and, you know, it, it you're working on a thing for a, a few months um and or a few years and it's on and off and welcome to the new standard of pre-love shopping welcome to the shop the shop is a thoughtfully curated online boutique featuring a unique selection of pre-loved and vintage accessories clothing and home items that are one of a kind just like you check out the shop today at lonniewasthethird.com forward slash the shop and don't forget to sign up to be a shop vip member at lonniewasthethird.com forward slash shop vip you will receive 10 percent off of your first purchase welcome to the shop one of a kind just like you Like you mentioned, the the lack of of inspiration, like that's that's a part of the process. I, I've I've come to learn, you know, like again, sometimes you're you're in the flow and everything comes together very organically, and and it's like wow, like I'm this is what I do. I'm meant to be doing this. Like I'm I'm using my powers, um, and then other times, it, you know, you feel like tapped dry you know or like it's it's like you you can't figure out how to to bridge the gap between what's in your head or what you're feeling and putting it putting it on paper or you you know the energy is just not there or you don't feel like what you're attempting to convey is is good enough or makes sense or whatever so so there 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 are those lulls in 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 creativity um yeah so it's it's like a it's like a a, a delicate balance and a, and a dance and you know um to 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 create for sure yeah for sure and i think especially because it seems like we at some point we've been taught that you have to be in a specific space to create and i think that that kind of trips me up sometimes or at least it used to because I think I used to have an idea of what I thought it needed to feel like in order for me to create and mm -hmm. as I've gotten older and more mature in my practice I realized that I already have what it takes to create and I think I mentioned this to you before too so I think feeling inspired is an emotion it's an emotional um that comes emotion that comes over us that feels 
inspirational, but that is separate from your talent and your abilities. But because we're human beings and we have brains that are so complex, sometimes (laughs) I feel like that emotional connection to being creative, uh, if, if it's not there, we feel like we can't do it. And I think there's also something to be said about not forcing creativity. Um, a lot of artists that I know say that. And it's like, hey, I'm not going to force it. Like, if it's not right, it's not right. And creativity does take time. It takes time. And it mm-hmm. is a true <laughs> job, even though I feel like people look at art and creativity Um, differently than they do a field like engineering or science or math but the type of work that it takes to create something is rigorous and absolutely leaves you um, depleted in a way and I think that that leads to my last thought about inspiration which is I think one thing that can help artists too is thinking about your mission as an artist what is your mm-hmm. artist statement and your why and if your why is involving an audience or um a group of people or maybe it's yourself whatever i think keeping in mind that that audience is who you're in service to and when you're in service you can kind of almost let go of some of those personal um, struggles that you have with producing because it's like somebody else needs this. <laughs> That's how I look at it sometimes. Mm, and that just helps okay. me because I'm like, yeah. okay, like, yeah, I know that this could look like this, but maybe my viewer doesn't. So me focusing mm. on my vision being perfectly executed is then stalling, um, you know, my why from being activated so again that's not always the case but i try to keep that in mind definitely yeah i i I think that's an important element of 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 creating i mean it's it's definitely conversation i i definitely that's a big uh, i'd say motivation for me in creating is being able to insight conversation like you know how how will other people engage with this piece you know that's it's not it's not the initial sort of uh impetus but you know like after like i've I've completed something like you know how will somebody else receive this you know this was created from very specific you know thoughts and visions and feelings you know and things that are um common for 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 humans you know and i assembled them in this in this specific way but how how will other people engage with it like what will they take away will they feel or think some of the same things as i did will will they be able to relate um what what will what will their their takeaways be um but i largely look at you know, creating art as a, as a selfish pursuit, you know, because it's like you, you create for yourself first, you know, it's like, okay, I have this idea. I have this thought. Um, I want something to look this way. Um, 
and I mean, you're conjuring, you know, you're, you're bringing something into existence that wasn't previously there as a, as a means of expression, as a means of, of just sort of tapping into, uh, I think the, the, the soul and like the essence of our, of our beings, you know, um, and you don't know whether or not or how it's going to translate, but it's like, I, I need to get this out. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if when I finish putting paint on this canvas, if, 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 if anybody else will, will feel anything about it or, or what they'll, how they'll connect to it. But I know that I, I have something that I want to communicate or, or get out, you know, um, and that I need to channel. So, yeah, it's 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 very interesting to sort of to see in what ways, you know, like in terms of the why, like like how that can look. So, like if if your why is what is what's the conversation going to be with a wider audience, or you know, what am I trying to say, or, or what am I looking to to convey just for myself? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely like keeping that in perspective is totally cool. So one thing I've noticed about you and you've mentioned this um, about the fact that you work in so many different mediums from theater to writing to music to fine art, drawing, painting. We talked about personal style from the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. I look at it as if you are building, evolving as things happen but what is that process like for you is it like i want to i just want to get a uh, invitation into your brain <laughs> have you always i guess my question is have you always felt like i'm all of these things and it just has taken time for you to explore them or has it been like you've been picking things up and adding them to your practice as you went on uh, I, that's a good question. I I think it's been a little bit of both, you know. Um, yeah, it's been a little bit of both, you know. Like I, I always, I think, like acting always resonated with me, and like just, you know, growing up, I I had a, a fondness for just film and television, and like you know, like looking up to to these various entertainers um but you know i was also very very attracted to to story and and and, and storytelling so um you know i think those those elements and influences you know planted the seeds um that would would take shape later on so even though it's like okay i'm i'm drawing you know and i'm into animation and illustration and things of that nature you know, um, like, you know, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm also very much so into film. So um, I think it just took time for certain things to emerge as I was exploring other means of being creative. And, you know, I always, you know, writing and draw or writing and drawing and then um, and acting were like kind of the main things I was like into as I was growing up. Um, and I think as I got older and just had different experiences and was exposed to, to other um, mediums of, of, of expression and storytelling, 
like I, I kind of add, I add kind of added the things that that resonated the most with me, or that just called to me, you know, and you know that, and or just spoke to who I was and I, what I was interested in, you know. So I was like, yo, I'm really, really, really into music, like on like a, a nerd like level, and just like sonically, um, thematically, you know. I just appreciate sound you know and i feel like i I listen to when i hear music in ways that the other people don't um so you know naturally i i kind of just gravitated towards djing you know and like so when i took that on like some people were like oh it's about time like you know because they just knew like the appreciation that i had for music and like just that what that relationship was like so it's it's been a it's been a mix. It's been a mix of just I think certain things just being there early on and and then just sort of making my own discoveries over time and having a willingness to to explore, you know, like based on like an impulse, like, okay, like I, I wanna see what this would be like. And uh, I don't have any formal training, I haven't had any training or I don't know anybody who does this, but I, I'm just gonna kinda see what this is like and and and, and try it on. So um yeah, it's been it's been trial and error. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so beautiful. And I think that I can't say what I'm about to say without including um our identities as as black boys, as black men and being creative. I feel like society and even just limited information from maybe especially for me the people around me um i never saw myself as someone that could do more than one thing and i think that that's common Mm. among among us and especially in creatives it's like you can be creative but you can only be like this one thing and i think that that goes into a whole bunch of cultural uh, and racial uh, issues around identity mm-hmm. and who can be more than one thing and who can't. And right. my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is from RuPaul, and he says that you know we're born naked and everything else is drag. And mm-hmm. to me, that's about him being a drag queen. And but it's really about all this stuff that we add on. It can be. It yeah. can be put on like a necklace and taken off like a necklace and we can try on different personas and careers. And as long as we surrender to the process of learning and exploring, I think we could really see how things fit and if it feels right. So it's just cool to see that. And I think when you mentioned Pharrell and you mentioned um, Andre 3000 before I know is one of your other muses or inspirations. We've talked about Lenny mm-hmm. Kravitz. We've talked about other men in fashion or music. They all have that quality to me of like, you know, my hair might be pressed today and maybe yellow tomorrow. Oh, right. Maybe green <laughs> today, but it doesn't mean anything to me, except I'm just trying to surrender to the process of what feels right. And I, I think that, I'm learning to get there, but I'm still, you know, learning how to push my own boundaries and and to just try something and see if it works. And if it doesn't, it it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and um, you know, I I think, you know, the underlying thing and like, you know, you know, with that with that quote from RuPaul and just kind of everything you spoke to about 
about adding things on and trying things on. I think it's all about like authenticity, you know, mm-hmm. like what is, what is authentic for me, you know? Um, and, you know, speaking of, of Andre 3000, you know, there, there's an, there's an outcast song. Um, one of my favorite songs about them called liberation and, you know, in, in the refrain, they, you know, Andre says, you know, can't worry about what another nigga think, you know, that's liberation and baby, I want it, you know? And it's like, that always resonated with me. Cause it's just like, to me, that's like the highest form of existence is, is being able to be authentically yourself without concern as to what other people will think or feel about it, you know? And I felt like he, and I mean, them as a group, him and big boy, but you know, definitely as, as black men embodied that, you know, you, you know, you see this, this man, you know, wearing like a long, colorful wig and, you know, like something that looks like a, like grass pants and leather cuffs and just like all that, you know, um, and it, it just felt authentically him. And regardless of whether people may have, have thought things about his sexuality or, or whatever, or just thought he was plain old weird. It was like, he, he was, he was trying these things on and taking these things on. And it, it, it felt like it was just authentic to him in terms of his expression and his being and, and just where he, he was uh, on his journey. Um, and, I, and I think that's a, a beautiful thing to have room and feel like you have agency to, to be multiple things and to try on multiple things. Like you don't have to be one way, um, you, you know, as, as a man, as a black man, as, as a creator. Um, and I think in so many instances, I know in, personally, I felt guilty at times, like, man, like, why am I so into so many different things? Like maybe if I focused on one thing, I, I, I would, I would be more successful and more fruitful in that arena as opposed to like, okay, I'm DJing here and then I'm writing over here and then I'm painting this week, um, you know, but so it's taken me time to kind of really learn to, to embrace those various aspects of my identity and just say, Oh, you know what? I want to, I want to dress like this. And I, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to wear these women's pants because they just look like dope pants and, you know, um, and just being able to lean into things without, you know, being being concerned about fitting into some sort of prescribed notion of of what I I should be, quote unquote, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. That is definitely. A, I think that's all of ours. All of ours life li- life's work is just authenticity and digging deeper into it. Um, and, and figuring out what feels right, looks right, and then changing it when it doesn't. I think that's the liberation too. Like, look, it didn't work. You know, yeah. well, it didn't work, and that's okay. I wanted to talk about any mistakes you feel like that you've made or that people make when they either want to pursue art as a career or when they look at it from the outside in. What is like a mistake that you feel like people make? Not um developing i guess like community mm. around around their practice mm. um it's 
you know, and I'm, I, I'm uh, somewhat uh, ashamed to say that, you know, it, it's taken me like a really long time to, I feel like, learn that and I also kind of like reinforce it. But um, yeah, having a community of, 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 of like-minded uh, individuals, practitioners, you know, um, mentors, I think is very, very is essential to support this, this, the sustaining of creative practices and pursuits, you know, um, especially in those times, you know, like we mentioned, where you may not be particularly motivated or you may not feel particularly inspired. Um, or maybe you're not creating things consistently, but knowing that, you know, you have somebody else who you're connected to people who are, who are doing that or in, in, in various capacities and degrees. So like, for instance, you know, if I know that you're, you're, you're working on a book or you're organizing a, a photo exhibit, uh, you know, and, you know, you share, your work with me or, or, you know, we're able to just talk about art. So I may not be making any art or, or working on anything at the moment, but just hearing that about your process and, 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 and how your experience has been can, can feed me in certain ways or, or, or maybe trigger me or, you know, there's room for collaboration uh, potentially. So, uh, but having community can definitely be a, a driving force in, in sustaining um, the vision and I think the pursuit, you know, um, and the, the times when things may just kind of be discouraging or, or not seeming particularly fruitful, knowing that you have the support of other of other individuals who are sort of um, going through some of the same things um, is, is, is paramount. Like, you know, having almost like the surrogate uh family you know um of people you know people to bounce ideas off of and um and just to share with you know it's just like hey you know maybe the average person that that follows you on instagram or whatever may not immediately get your vision or, or maybe you're not ready to, to share with them as an audience but you know there's three people you can go to 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 get feedback or to 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 get support and, and just encouragement um yeah yeah no that's that's so funny that you mentioned that that is so important community especially in the creative fields i'm actually planning for a class and i was actually having a meeting today and i was with a curricular development meeting and uh the idea i was thinking about was how when we come to school well, this is a master's program but even for undergrad when we come to school i feel like we don't see our peers as assets. We only see the faculty mm. and the industry as the asset. And I think yeah. that's a huge mistake too. I think we we don't look around and say like, yo, my peers, one of us is going to be something. I mean, Spike Lee went to NYU and he talks a lot about how his first casting crew or most of his crew was his classmates. And I think that's mm -hmm. your point. Like that community piece is super important. I think another mistake I see people make is thinking that there has to be a linear path, um, the path mm -hmm. to success in the creative world is rocky as hell and it's, zig it's zigzagged <laughs> and it, it zigzagged and it loops around and there's no real linear path in this, 
field. And I think that that's frustrating. Like it's even frustrating for me. I think sometimes I wish that it was a bit more clear. And I think working with my clients and students, that's some of their frustration. Like Lonnie, what is the answer? And I think (laughs) the answer is to continue to find sustainable ways to support yourself within the field and also outside of the field, but also to ebb and flow with it. And you know, and Mm -hmm. I know it's so like kumbaya to say you never know what one opportunity will lead you to, but that's really real. Like trying things, that whole quote from RuPaul is a trying things on. I always tell students like go to the meeting, go to the apply for the fellowship, you know, like Mm -hmm. apply for the scholarship, be in the photo club. Like these are all little gems of information that you put out into the world and it tells the world that you want something and you meet people and you meet other people and I think also to your community it just feels better as an artist and it's you can even get inspired by someone else's project you know it doesn't have to be yours. 100% yes creating art can be a very very you know insular and and solitary practice like you know I, I largely to create like on my own you know like a lot of my biggest projects like you know I, I need some some measure of solitude but it's you know yeah we need to be fed like you know you know I, yeah we I admire artists and I, I respect artists and and um you know so so we need to like feed and foster those those connections and like be steeped in that in that language right in that language of creativity and like you know even just the way you you speak about the things that you see in me like you know i i I don't necessarily always give myself that credit but knowing that there's somebody else out there who has an appreciation for how i go about just how i put a look together let alone you know what i make or 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 how I'm, i'm telling stories it's important to have those exchanges because the journey can be so nonlinear and and up and down and you know today you're feeling it and tomorrow it's just like like you said earlier why the f am i even doing this you know um so it's 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 so important to have uh you know resources and outlets and like i think to to the point you spoke to also like yeah one of us is going to be something but you know we might all be something or we all are something and we can like support each other along the way to, to being something greater and, and being something together. Um, and, and, and I think something else that popped into my head that you, that you mentioned is, you know, so we, we are coming up and we see like the teachers or whoever and faculty as, as assets. Um, and I think also a lot of times we are bred maybe indirectly to see one another as competition so it's like i can't i can't really build community with you or or really connect with you because i'm i'm up against you in this marketplace like i i I need to beat you out Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so um i i think for me that's definitely deterred me at times or made me apprehensive even though i recognize that there was this desire um, to to build and connect and work with others, and there's tremendous value in doing so. Um, so so we got to get past that. But yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. This conversation has been so rich. I'm inspired, I think, to our point. Every time I'm around another artist or in the presence of a creative space, it reminds me of something that's inside of me. And this has been nothing short of that. And to your point about community, I'm so happy to have you in my community. And it's just been exciting to whether it's been visiting each other's exhibitions or collaborating in some way to continue to be inspired and reminded. But before we go, this second season, I have initiated a segment I like to call my Do Better segment. And these are just like little gems to leave the listeners with at the end of episodes. So today for the Do Better segment, I wanted to focus on supporting artists. What do you think Mm -hmm. is one way that we all can do a little bit better when it comes to supporting the artists in our community? I would say like just sharing your your artist friends work. You know, you may not always be in a position to buy. I know people have different feelings about that. But yeah, like just just sharing their work, you know, whether it's talking about it on your on your social media platforms. Like I, f- I feel like people so easily share other people's work like that they don't know. <laughs> or that that are already like established in in various spaces like you know if you know that somebody you're friends with you know has a book coming out or has a podcast or whatever it is you know you know I'm not saying you got to do it every week or every month or, or or whatever but you know like take some time to like just big them up and and let let people know what they have going on um or even if something comes across your way that doesn't relate to what you do for a living, just like, but it, it connects to what your artist friend, creative friend does, like pass that along just to like, you know, bridge, bridge those gaps. Yeah, for sure. No, I, that is a true gem. And I hope everyone is listening to that. I definitely agree. And um, being in this kind of social media um influencer space and also i share a lot of my work online i I came across this infographic that i think is so cool and so helpful it was like how can you support your friends or your creatives um that's free and most of the support we need is free like of course the things that we have that you can purchase like our books or our artwork are great but the things that are free are social media shares likes comments saving posts um and Uh including them in your everyday kind of network really really helps not only to affirm us but i think it also helps to promote and kind of increase the chances of someone being impacted by your work absolutely Absolutely. For sure. Well, it's been a pleasure, brother. Uh, can you tell the people where they can find you, whether um, online, social media? You know, on Instagram, at Chill Scott Heron. Uh, all, all one word, Chill Scott Heron, like Gil Scott Heron. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of like my, my main little platform and where I be be plugging things you know when i'm in the in the mood (laughs) (laughs) yeah well yes definitely check him out everybody victor it has been a pleasure it's been great to thank you thank you commune with you in this space and i look forward to the next time yes sir thank you for having me
Thank you for tuning in to the What I Did Wrong podcast. Be sure to follow the show over on Instagram at What I Did Wrong Podcast. There are new episodes bi weekly on Wednesdays. Until next time, remember that mistakes do not define you and regret was meant to refine you. I'm your host, Lonnie Woods III, leaving you in love, peace, and style. <laughs>